Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Welcome to Watchmen Talk, a series of conversations with uh, military and security experts and practitioners on TV7 News. I am Amir Oren. And uh, our guest uh, today is retired Colonel Gabi Siboni, one of Israel's uh, top cyber warfare experts. Welcome. Thank you, Amir. Before we get to cyber, your military career has been very illustrious. You were in charge of a famous Sayeret, Sayeret Golani, and uh, in the Israeli Defense Forces, a Sayeret is a reconnaissance company or now battalion, which is the top of the tip of the spear for infantry brigades and for the front in general. Why is Sayeret Golani so famous for its exploits? Well, I think it's mainly because uh, it's history, it's uh, experience and, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the action that uh, the unit has been involved in. So it's been involved in a variety of actions since its uh, beginning. And mind you, the first uh, commander was Ariel Sharon. And, and uh, I think uh, because of that, uh, it has gained uh, its reputation uh, throughout the years. Your counterpart, when you were the uh, commander of this uh, Sayeret, the commander of a parallel uh, unit uh, was Gadi Eisenkopf, now Lieutenant General retired, the former IDF uh, Chief of Staff. Can you already see, when you are a young captain or major, the potential in, in such uh, a fellow young officer? I don't think you could see that. You, the, all, all of the, let's say, all of my colleagues were uh, outstanding. I mean, the, all of them were, were in, in potential of being uh, in higher command positions. But, you know, some, some left, some stayed, and, uh, and Gadi was one of them, of course. But you cannot say that, uh, like, uh, you know, since his junior years, you could see that he had, the, 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 he had the, 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 you know, the, the, the ambition to be the chief of the general staff or something like that. No. Now, uh, armies have uh, developed uh, over the years so that um, instead of uh, boots and bayonets, commanders started sending bullets. And now, instead of sending bullets, uh, you and your colleagues are sending bites. So how um, does a modern military machine like Israel's transform from a regular infantry, armor, and Air Force-oriented organization towards a cyber-oriented one? Well, I, I think I, I would not agree with the assumptions there with the two. I mean, I mean, modern warfare still remains the ground, air, and the naval operations. Cyber would only support it. I don't think that you would see in the in a foreseen future that that uh, instead of bullets, bits will take over. I don't. I don't see that. I, uh, the problem is that some of us commanders get confused and think that. It is going to change, and uh, shift investment and shift, uh, you know, attention to the cyber domain. Where I, whereas I think it's it's uh, incorrect, and uh, we should stick to our uh, basic 
let's say, basic capabilities of, uh, of uh, maneuver, ground maneuver and air support, basic uh, combined uh, battle, yes. So this is an additional dimension, not a replacement for legacy? Warfare. It's an additional supportive dimension. It's not even an additional main dimension. It supports the main effort, which is the, 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 the combined, combined uh, um, battlefield, you know, combined uh, uh, fighting. Uh, you teach uh, cyber and uh, whatever uh, it has uh, to do with um, in one of the universities of Madrid and uh, in other uh, classes uh, in Israel and, and abroad. So let me also call you Professor Siboni in addition to Colonel Siboni. Could you please give us a cyber 101 in two minutes? What is cyber? Well, you would see that... Uh um we can we can we have a domain whereas information is flowing from one place to another and this information can be manipulated and and, and, and used for a variety of uh, uses if it is uh, for uh, operation of uh, plants operation of uh, power plants operation of industry or or it is for administration use or whatever you want to use this information so the cyber domain is is the is the, the, let's say, the infrastructure that enables this transform of uh, information. And of course, the information itself. So in all of this, the information and the, the domain that, um, that is allowing its transfer uh, is all called the cyber domain. And now you can manipulate this uh, transfer and the information. Or you can do a variety of uh, mischief in this uh, domain. It brings to mind uh, the uh, fact that uh, 60 years ago, when the first computer was bought by the Israeli Defense Ministry, it was intended uh, to be used by uh, the manpower branch, by the adjutant general, um, in order to save on uh, cards and uh, to um, fire uh, some redundant uh, officers and non-commissioned uh, officers. The operational use came only later. But now uh, we are all dependent on the dig digital uh, devices that we have, and uh, maybe we are too dependent. The more dependent you are, the more vulnerable you are. This is uh, this is uh, an, you know an oxymoron. You are as as more technological you are and more advanced you are, you expose yourself to being manipulated in in the cyber domain, and uh, this uh, brings a lot of challenges uh, to to any organization, including security organization, even you know, industrial and, and, and civilian organizations. So this is uh, the fact. And uh, you would see that, uh, that uh, uh, any security organization would use this cyber domain to, to, to of course, to defend itself from uh, activities of its rivals, but also to use it against its rivals. You would add to this, uh, uh, to the cyber domain, you, you could add also the, what we call influence, Operations. It means that it's not only that you manipulate the data that goes, but you also want to manipulate what people think and what people read, and uh, you know, and uh, affect their thinking and affect their decisions by what they read and what they are uh, information they are exposed to. So this is becoming a whole uh, new domain of uh, of activity. So if we take it uh, to the organizational uh, level, uh, trying uh, to cut through the bureaucracy. Um, many years ago, uh, at the uh, turn of the 19th uh, century, the 20th uh, century rather, 
from the 19th uh, century to the 20th. The signal corps was created um, because commanders had to uh, control their forces uh, via telegraph and later telephone. And out of the signal corps came the Air Force, which started out as uh, spotter planes and, and signal uh, planes. And now we have a tug of war between the intelligence branch, which is in charge of signal intelligence, the famed unit 8200 in Israel. You have the, the old signal corps has been transformed into the uh, C3 uh, branch, uh, computers, uh, connectivity, and the like. And you have the operations branch, which is in charge of influence operations. So how do you manage to give one general the responsibility, the authority to handle cyber warfare? Well, I think uh, it is a challenge in the IDF. It is a challenge in all uh, militaries. I, I, I would think that IDF is not, not a special case. We have a, we have a challenge with, uh, because, of course, history created some, some, uh, you know, some fix fixations, like 8200 units used to be a signal, and now uh, they are, of course, they are signal, uh, but uh, all signals are cyber now, so everything is becoming cyber. So most of the information is, is becoming digital. So, of course, as 8200 has the capability of, uh, of uh, collecting information in the cyber domain, but also manipulating the cyber domain against our rivals. Uh, uh, all in all, you would see that uh, the IDF has uh, decided to create its own influence activity unit, influence operation unit, uh, which is a planning unit. But in the end, someone has to, to do the execution. Execution remains in those units, in the technological units. And, uh, and of course, the, the C4I, the C4I is, is in charge on defense. In Israel, we don't have a single focal point of command in the military that uh, have such responsibility. In my view, we should have, we shouldn't have the responsibility for all the capabilities, but at least the planning responsibility and the operational responsibility. We are yet to go to, to get there. There is yet another fourth one, and that is EW, electronic warfare, which um, historically has been connected to the Air Force uh, in Israel. But um, if you look um, uh, at uh, a scenario where um, one of your units, let's say 8200, uh, can listen to the communications um, between various elements of the enemy. And then uh, there is, of course, this debate going on uh, in the war room. Should we jam? Should we let them communicate and uh, ambush them? Should you, we you get to you go to Yom Kippur War? That, that's it. That's uh, one of the one of the well, points. Yeah, but but uh, in uh, October of 1973, it was the other way around. If we don't hear them communicate, it that means, probably means that they do not intend to start anything. Now, this is a this is a challenge. You know, in any in any operation, when you have capabilities, you want to to balance between the the need to destroy this capability, and the need to use this capability of the enemy, of course, to to get some information and know how. So this is a constant uh, uh, struggle in intelligence, and uh, you 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 risk assess 
the situation and sometimes you decide to destroy it, sometimes you decide to let it, to let it continue operation, function and just uh, use the information for your benefit. But this is a continuous uh, struggle. A few years ago, there was uh, an in-house committee uh, within the IDF headed by a senior intelligence uh, officer who is now going to be the deputy chief of staff and probably the next chief of staff um, of the IDF, Helsi Alevi, but um, the decision went against intelligence and they moved cyber to the C4I. Um, well, they did, they, they, did, they, they did like uh, a Sal- Salomon's, uh, uh, Salomon's uh, decision. They did not uh, change. All in all, they left the main, let's say, offensive capabilities in the intelligence branch, in 8200 and other units of the intelligence branch, and they focused on, on the defense in the C4I, so they put the defense on C4I, but yet, who is the integrator between those two actions? Who is the integrator of cyber operation? It's, it's uh, uh, well, it's always the chief of staff responsibility, but then again, there is no general intent. But, Colonel Siboni, you came up uh, through the ranks uh, from the early 1980s on. Um, 75. You you belong to uh, what should now be considered an older generation, not the oldest, but an older generation. How apt are uh, people of your generation or a few years earlier, the current chief of staff is 57 years old, major generals are uh, in their early 50s or almost there. Um, Could they really understand what their sons who are being inducted into the IDF as 18 years old intuitively grasp? Well, you know, it's a, it's, it's all, it is all, it has been always the case in, in any, it's not only a military issue, it's any, in any, uh, you know, technological or, or uh, how can you cope with the advance of the youngsters. But uh, in the end, uh, the, the, the military faces with, some basic challenges that they don't change. The, the cyber does not change the human, human mind. The cyber, the human factor, it does not change it. We are still the same people as, let's say, the, the fighters of Hannibal. We're still the same. The, our brain has, has, is the same. So, Perhaps uh, even less. Well, I, I would agree with that. And uh, this is why I think that uh, I wrote an article some, some, some few years ago that, that Hannibal was not, would not, not Hannibal, Alexander would not be confused. You, if you put him here, you say, okay, this is your, your units, do whatever you do. He will manage quite well because the basics are, are, are the same. But this is my criticism because now the, as, as the young officers go up the ranks, they get confused and think that the, the, those basics have been changed. And this is the, the, let's say, the discourse that at least I have with the commanders of the ideas. So uh, having managed to sell your product, cyber, you now go against it. Yes, I, of course I go against it. Look, uh, cyber in all its importance, okay, just uh, nobody hears, I, I, this is my business. I, I try to make a living out of it. But when I go to clients really that can, I can talk to them and say, look, in 9-11, what 19 guys could do, who, who, who can do with cyber? You know, the 19 guys with the Japanese uh, knives and, uh, you know, and uh, backpacks, there is, it's, a, it's a, an enormous effect. 
Where is this, this effect in cyber? I mean, I don't want to be a stupid guy and that's now something happens. But, uh, you know, the, you can't see similarities. So still we have a long way to go with the cyber versus the kinetic activity. I mean, the physical, activi- the physical domain still has its own um, weight on what we, we do. So when, when a country, a fictional country in the Middle East, it has a decision-making cabinet, headed by the prime minister, the defense ministers there, other ministers, the chief of staff. Hopefully they talk, yes. Yes, they talk with each other, or, or at least text. Um, the chief of staff and other heads of the intelligence branches and some technological advisors are there. And the cabinet has to weigh two options, whether to bomb or launch missiles or whether to push, enter. And all of a sudden, in some other country, the power will be shot. There will be no need for kinetic operations. Look, first of all, with kinetic operation, it's, it's uh, to have bombs, to have missiles. Well, it's, uh, it's common practice. You can have them and you can have the pilots and tell the pilots fly and hopefully they get to the point and drop the bomb. Okay, you have a very big signature, very large effect, and it is, uh, the, that ablution is very easy. Everybody knows. And it is know. not deniable. Uh, yes. So now with the cyber, first of all, you need this red button. You know how, how much effort you need to get to this red button. It's, a, it's a, a long and tedious effort. It requires technological capability. It's, it, this kind of buttons are, are by only, I think that only cyber powers could have them because you need a lot of infrastructure to get this operational, te- uh, operational capability, technological capability, intelligence. Intelligence not only in the cyber domain, but you need the classical intelligence, you know, to, to press the button to and make the conditions for this button to operate. So let's assume that they have the button. Okay, let's assume that they've done it and they have a button. A button can can have them this deniability, of course, and but the effect, I think, in the end is, is um, somewhat limited to what you can get with kinetic. I think still kinetic activity is the, the, the let's say the queen of the, the queen of the you, fighting you, domain. You mean that the effect itself is limited or the duration of the effect that it can be recovered very shortly? Well, you can have with cyber, you know, I, I can imagine with cyber uh, activity, some heavy effects, so, you know, uh, you can you can do some explosions maybe you know it, uh, depending on how the design was you know because uh, I'm an engineer so when I design a pressure tank that you even before cyber you always have some mechanical relief you have some extra extra capability so you cannot with the cyber effect uh, just raise the pressure because it will it will relieve but uh, you can have some kind of uh, you know some effects but in the end these effects are really um, you you are right that they can be um, recovered very very quickly let me touch colonel siboni on two um, issues uh, which have a lot in common and one uh, is uh, the difference, if there is one, between civilian and military targets, strategic uh, targets, perhaps overlapping both. And the second is the uh, judicial and ethical aspect of the equivalent to the uh, laws of land warfare. How does one, how does a country conduct warfare in the cyber domain in this day and age? Look, uh, first of all, we have, uh, uh, <clears throat> with the cyber, 
the, the, the separation between military targets and civilian targets is very vague. Uh, you could see that about six months ago, uh, presumably Iranians has detected the Israeli, one of Israelis or few of Israelis supply, uh, water supply uh, facilities trying to manipulate the, the dosing of chlorine. Had it been, uh, had it been successful, I would assume, again, it would, it could, because I'm, I'm, I've been involved in, in the design of uh, water plants. It's not that you can just uh, add uh, chlorine and there are many control, uh, down the road controls. Valves road. are going to be closed. Yeah, and so it's, but, but nevertheless, it has been attempted. So it has been attempted that let's say, if we isolate, say, oh, you, you put chlorine in civilian water, Drinking water, that's a very extreme, extreme situation. I think uh, Israeli officials were surprised that uh, this such an event happened. Hospitals have been attacked too. Yes, hospitals, banks have been attacked by, by, by state actors, okay? At least presumably by state actors or organization or criminal organizations directed and supported by, by the, this is also, you can Not find Not pranksters or, or just regular hackers. Yes, yes. Well, well, regular hackers, those two guys in a garage will not be able to do such. Uh, but, but then again, this is very, the, the difference is very vague. It's, it's difficult to, to distinct. And this is a problem because now, okay, uh, if presumably again by, by foreign publication, Israel has uh, retaliated in, 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 in attacked the, the port of Bandarabad in the, the, the town of Bandarabad. So this is again a civilian, uh, a civilian uh, uh, facility. But they, these seem to be signals. Yeah, this is uh, like a conflict management. Oh, okay. And the Iranians, even Israel has has officials have not stated, but some officials said that Iranians are behind it. In Iran, they did not say that Israelis are, have been behind this operation, so everybody wanted to calm down. I think I would assume that both sides were surprised by the successful of, of the attack of the Israeli water, water supply. So this is one, one problem that you, you could see. Uh, taking a decision on, on how to act in cyber in, in conjunction with other domain uh, cyber is cannot be considered as an isola isolated domain never it is part of the whole domain it's like the relation between cyber and, and a tank is the same relation between an airplane and a tank so this is another domain and you can we cannot make them you know make this domain something special but then again when you when you uh, when you uh, operate in this domain you have to consider all other domains you have to operate it within in, in correlation with all, with all other domains and to see what is the best uh, you know best tool that you want to use in in uh, in each case and mind you for example why do i think that someone needs to be in charge of cyber both offensive and defensive because for example if israel da has conducts uh, an offensive Activity immediately, you would uh, assume that some the, the enemy will do. You, you will need your defenses to be ready, so you have to synchronize between the two activities, and you don't have them uh, in one place. So they are what about the legal or ethical side? Look, uh, uh, um, I don't. Again, here I don't see any any difference because this is a, a, a violent tool that you will operate. If you attack a hospital with cyber uh, tools, it's like you attack an hospital with a... People will die. Yeah, the, so you, you attack... It, it does not have any... any the, only, the, it's the only, let's say, a little bit of difference is the attribution, attribution issue that you say, okay, who, who, who is behind it? But, you know, this is not an issue for states. 
they know who's behind any activity. Most of the activities, they know who's behind. They, not, they don't need to justify themselves to any tribunal to react. Israel did not assume that Israel did not have to justify its activity on, in Bandar Abbas, say, okay, this was the Iranians, you know. We talked, uh, Colonel Siboni, uh, on this episode of uh, Watchmen Talk uh, earlier about uh, the difference in generations. And uh, there are younger officers or younger operators now who uh, may be more conscious of the legal and ethical aspects. They can refuse an order uh, saying that uh, this is manifestly illegal. Look, uh, it is very clear. In, 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 In the Israeli military, it is very clear. You are not allowed to refuse any order, even if it's not a legal order. You, you have to obey an illegal order. But you have to refuse, a, I don't know the... A manifestly illegal. Manifestly uh, illegal order. So it's, it's like a moral thing. The manifestly illegal, illegal order is a moral thing. It, it, is, it is agreed upon all humankind that it is not allowed to do. Illegal, illegal. So I can, uh, I, I need a helmet on my uh, on my motorcycle, and if I don't have a helmet, I tell you drive without a helmet. He has to drive without a helmet because uh, my consideration is you have to do it. Okay. Yeah, I think the the, the the difference is understood. No, we started uh, this conversation by mentioning that you were the commander of uh, Sayyid Golani, and uh, one of uh, the capabilities, uh, men and obviously officers of such units um, had to do with orienteering. Uh, you had to navigate, land navigate. Uh, uh, long navigation. Long navigation, <laughs> blind, alone. Um, but perhaps because of uh, the digital age, people have lost uh, this ability. Uh, they all have uh, GPS uh, capabilities uh, in their um, smartphones. Um, is that a problem? Uh, well, I, I it, you know, it's, I think it's a only a sentimental problem because, okay, throughout the years, we used to, you know, people used to write books. They did not, did not have copy-paste. And you cannot imagine how to write anything without copy-paste now, without deleting and putting something else. People used to write in one, you know, Long one hand. shot, one go. So, and, and we don't have this capability. And now we don't have other capabilities. We cannot, don't have the, you know, we cannot multiply. We need a computer for everything. I don't think that the, the, the problem, as long as we maintain the basic of the, maintain the understanding of the basic of the problem. This is are the tools. These are supporting tools. How do you navigate anything? The understanding is the basic of the security problem and how the basic tools will allow you to solve this problem. This is our challenge. Just to make sure uh, you uh, came through quite clearly when you spoke about cyber powers. Israel is one. Is in the top rank. I think Israel is one of the top. I think uh, America, you know, United States, uh, UK, uh, Germany, France, China, and uh, let's say Russia. Those are the big ones. Israel, of course, is in somewhere there. In... But relative to its enemies? Well, I always tell anyone that is willing to hear that whatever Israel can do to Iran, Iran can do to Israel. If that's a good answer for you, I don't know. It's, it's uh, a nightmare answer, but uh, perhaps a correct one. Uh, Colonel Gabi Siboni, Professor Siboni, thank you f- very much for thank being Thank you, Amir. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.